Welcome to the Waterloo Weekly Podcast, the platform created by the pastoral staff of Waterloo Road Baptist Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. This weekly resource is aimed at encouraging and equipping followers of Christ as you navigate various cultural experiences, while also answering questions that every individual is asking of themselves and of the world around them. We live stream this video content every Monday at noon. We'd love to have you with us there as well. Thanks for tuning in this week and enjoy. Well, hey there, and uh, welcome to our Monday Waterloo Weekly podcast. Uh, man, we've got a great episode for you today. Excited to touch base with you, um, and hope that you're doing all right. Uh, we've had a, kind of a crazy couple weeks, and uh, we're excited to be back here at, at our church and and uh, launching this podcast. Continue to do that. I'm joined by none other than the infamous Ron Ron McGee today, and uh, man, we're going to be talking all things Lent uh, related. We're in a season of Lent right now, um, and uh, man, I, I've got to think, Ron, that there's a lot of questions out there for uh, some of our church folk. Maybe some some of you that that aren't connected to our church. I've got to think that there's a lot of questions kind of circling around around Lent, and uh, I think we we've got some good things today. Um, some things we've thought through. Um, some good explanation. I'm excited, excited to launch into uh, to some of those things for sure. Um, so if you if you're watching this live, welcome. Man, comment below. Let us know that you're that you're watching. Uh, also in our comment section there, just asked if you've given something up for Lent. Like let us let us know by commenting below. Um, there's always some great uh, tangible things, and I think we can encourage each other uh, through some of that. If you're listening to this later uh, on our Spotify account, uh, man, feel free to message us, uh, reach out to us, let us know how we can pray for you. Uh, let us know if we can give you any more inf- information about uh, Waterloo Road Baptist Church. Uh, we're running, as I said, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Uh, snow blown, frozen pipes, everything good at the house, everything good at the apartment. It's, yeah, all those things are good. Everybody in our apartment building, except for my floor, has water, and we're back to normal. So we're making new friends and borrowing showers. Fan, fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how they do it down there in Oklahoma That's City, right. for sure. For sure. Nothing but love. Uh, well, we hope you're doing okay. We've, we've been talking to quite a few of our members, um, just kind of meeting needs uh, where, where we can. If there's a need that we can meet for you, uh, if you're still struggling with water or power or whatever that may be, man, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can send us an email. Uh, info at waterlooroad.org. Uh, Ron and I look at that almost on a daily basis and would love to, to meet those needs. Or feel free uh, to just uh, comment below. Let's see, we got a couple people on here. Uh, Marie Terry, thanks for joining us. Larry Fordyce, welcome to the house. We better we better pay attention here with Fordyce That's uh, exactly watch, right. watching us right now. He's going to be taking notes. I love it. I love it. Um, so let's let's jump into this discussion, Ron, about, about Lent. And uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking through... Uh, in the past, things that I've given up for Lent, um, and and kind of my background, kind of coming from uh, a church and, and maybe several churches that we didn't really celebrate Lent or or um, uh, look to Lent as a season of preparation for Easter. Um, that's just kind of in the, in the Baptist churches that I grew up in. That w- wasn't the focus uh, for us. Ra- rather, just just Easter. And I've got to think that quite a few maybe are watching or are in that same boat. Uh, but I do remember into college and, and young adulthood a little bit, there were some things that I gave up, whether that was a Twitter or, or Coke or, you know, th- you know things like that. Right. Um, 
But what what if what 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 for you maybe a memorable thing uh, if you like going just going in your past a little bit that you gave up for Lent that was most maybe most memorable um, for for your kind of preparation for for Easter? What, what, yeah, what do you no, think I, I really felt like I was a, a varsity team Christian because I gave up Mountain Dew for Lent. Nice, <laughs> yes, that's it, that's it. I love it, I love it. And again, so if you're just tuning in, comment below. Let us know what you're giving up for Lent right now, or maybe something that you gave. Up um, that was most impactful for your life, Mountain Dew, Coca Cola, what, whatever that may be, or or maybe something even more um, spiritual, right? Um, well, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> not around two, right? Oh, okay. It's gonna be like that. <laughs> uh, but maybe, but maybe not. Uh, and uh, so, comment below. Let us know what you're thinking there. Ron, let's kind of jump into the history of of Lent, and uh, I've got to think that uh, a lot of people like me. Uh, where did Lent? Uh, first happened? Why, why Lent? Um, who, who orchestrated these things um, for us to prepare uh, for Easter? All that stuff. Let us, let us know um, kind of this history of, uh, of Lent for a little bit. What, what you got? What you yeah, thinking? sure. Well, you know, a lot of times when we think of Lent, we think of what are we giving up for Lent? That's just kind of been the historic or traditional thing. Um, we may be at the point where all we really understand when we hear Lent is um, we think, well, I guess we can only eat fish on Fridays. Um, and, oh, Lent's coming. I guess that means it's time for Mardi Gras and uh, <laughs> let's live it up on Fat Tuesday. Um, but no, we don't really have an understanding of, uh, of where it all comes from or what the really the meaning is. Why do we give up something for Lent? What mm. is that all about? Yeah. So as far as that history of Lent goes, I thought first it would be um, important that we understand why we observe any of the seasons in the Christian year. Um, so if you think back to, there's a couple Greek words that talk about time and how we mark time. Mm. Um, the first word is kairos, um, K-A-I-R-O-S, and that is the root of where we get our term crisis. Mm. Okay, so kind of a, an impactful or significant event or moment. Uh, and then the other uh, concept is chronos, which is, of course, where we get our term chronological or chronograph. Mm, yeah. It's kind of the passage of time in between those significant Kairos events. So spiritual time or biblical time um, places the, the life of Christ here on earth as that central or primary Kairos event. Um, it's, it's like the one thing, the one defining moment in the history of, of humanity. Um, and then time before and after Christ um, gathers around that one event. It's where we get our B.C. and A.D. before mm. Christ and Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. It's the way we even mark time. It, it's kind of like if you picture an hourglass, you've got the little narrow point in the center would be the Christ event or yeah. the Christ Kairos event and time before and after stretches out from there. Now, we, uh, we've been celebrating and trying to make uh, an even more... Uh, a deeper emphasis on a, the Christian year uh, over the past few years here at Waterloo. And basically what that does is it breaks down that Christ event even further. Um, and so as we go through the year, we remember and we reenact um, more in detail, more in depth, those, these Kairos events. Number one would be the birth of Christ, mm -hmm. and that's you know, where we celebrate Advent and Christmas and mm -hmm. Epiphany. Um, the second one is the death and resurrection of Christ. Uh, and that's uh, where we're getting ready right now with Lent and going into Holy Week and Easter. And then the third big Kairos event would be Pentecost and the Second Coming. 
Of course, Pentecost is when we celebrate and remember the coming of the Holy Spirit, mm. uh, the birth of the Christian church, and our expectation of the return of Jesus at His second coming. So every year, as we are constantly reenacting the life of Christ, uh, it helps us to stay centered and, and to stay focused on that one central Kairos event, the earthly life of Jesus, because that's the foundation of our faith, mm. the story of the gospel. So now it's also important to note, uh, especially for, for Baptists, we like to do everything because it's in Scripture. Well, hmm. you know, the process of going through and, and re observing the Christian year is not something that's prescribed in Scripture specifically, um, but the themes and the practices that, uh, that each of these Christian year seasons represent, um, they do reflect scriptural concepts. Hmm. Um, so it's a lot like Pastor Heath was preaching yesterday about uh, growing in discipline, yeah. uh, growing in spiritual discipline. Yeah. Observing this Christian year is a really great way to grow in Christ. Uh, it's it's another level of of those spiritual disciplines. So so that's kind of Christian year, which sets me up to talk about specifically the season of Lent. Um, so I want you to think about special events in your life. So like, have you uh, when you have people over to the house, or uh, when you are going to be going out on a date, um, or going on a, a road trip over spring break? Yeah. Um, you know, how do you, how do you get the most out of that special event? Hmm. You got to put, you got to get all your, the right clothes and shoes. Right. You got to do a little, little bit of packing beforehand, right? Yep. Got to get my, my sunscreen uh, if there I'm going is. to the beach, right? All those things, <laughs> there right? <it> yeah. Is. <laughs> I love yeah. It. When you're getting ready for a normal day, you just get ready in a normal way. But whenever you're getting ready for one of these special events, you prepare in a special way. Yeah, that's good. So Lent is the season during during which Christians, at least since the 4th century, so like 330, 340 A.D., okay. um, this is the way that we prepare for the ultimate Kairos event, which yeah. is the resurrection of Jesus. So um, now historically, this preparation time for Lent, it probably began as like a one or two day fast okay. um, before the feast of Pasha or Passover. Um, and of course, we know that the Last Supper that Jesus said mm -hmm. was that Passover. Yeah. Meal. Then over time, that one or two day fast uh, expanded to where it took up an entire week um, and they fasted and they commemorated the historical events of the Passion of Christ, that last week of his life that we call Holy Week. Uh, and then finally, it, it's kind of solidified um, for centuries now as this 40 day long process of discipling new believers who are getting ready to be baptized on Easter Sunday. Wow. Yeah. So, so now, 40, why 40 days? Well, that length um, mirrors the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness, right? Okay. Yeah, he was yeah. preparing, he was fasting, and he was praying in the wilderness, preparing to begin his ministry on earth. So that's why the length of 40 days is there. And now if you, some of us are looking at our calendars right now and saying, that's a lot more than 40 days. Hmm. If we start on uh, Ash Wednesday, which was, I think, the 17th, right? Mm -hmm. February yeah. 17th. Uh -huh till April 4th, Easter, that's more than 40 days. Well, Sundays don't count. Mm, okay. Su yeah. Sundays are never a fast day. Yeah. Sundays are always a feast day a because feast day, every yeah. Sunday for a believer is a little Easter. It's good. So that's always a feast day. So six weeks, six days, that's 36 days. So we back it up an extra four days to the Wednesday prior. That gets us a total of 
40 days. And then that Wednesday, that first Wednesday is, is the day that we call Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of the Right, month. right. Fantastic. That's not only a lot of math, but uh, but a lot of <laughs> but a lot of really good stuff there, and I'm sure you're benefiting from that. Let us know by by commenting below if you have if it, have any questions. Maybe we've got a little bit of time here at the end of our of our sure. uh, episode here to kind of run through some of those things. Thank you so much, uh, Ron, on that. Um, so I've got to think uh, for some of our individuals just outside looking in, uh, maybe have haven't participated um, in some of uh, the Ash Wednesday stuff in particular. Uh, you and I were kind of uh, joking last night as we were setting up um, about uh, a mishap that that uh, that you had heard right. of uh, of an individual having uh, ashes and and but didn't have oil, uh, but rather used water. And ashes and uh, and water on somebody's forehead equals burnage. Yes, it, I think that's how you make lime. <laughs> <laughs> that's Very awesome. caustic. That's awesome. That's awesome. But I, but I got to think uh, again for <laughs> even from my perspective, what's up with the 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 cross, the ash cross on individuals' foreheads? What does that represent? What does that symbolize? Uh, where did that where did that start and 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 why are uh, why is that kind of incorporated in, in part of uh, the season of Lent? Yeah, well, well, you said it. It's it's a sign. It's a symbol. What does that symbolize? It's a symbol. And the church has always leaned on symbols, uh, like the cross, for example. That is a symbol um, that every believer understands. Whenever we see, as humans, whenever we see a sign or a symbol we're reminded of the reality that it represents. So whenever a believer looks at the cross, our minds are directed back to everything that the cross of Jesus represents. So that cross on the forehead of ashes, uh, it's a symbol of who we are uh, in two different ways. First of all, it's the shape of a cross, which reminds us that we are followers of Jesus. Um, And, you know, then, well, let me go back to that. So we're followers of Jesus. That's what the cross shape reminds us. And then as we look throughout the Bible, through the Old Testament, a lot of times um, uh, ashes symbolize repentance. Hmm. You know, you've heard of prophets or kings sitting around in sackcloth That's and right, ashes. In ashes. That's a yeah. sign of, of repentance, of penitence. Hmm. Um, and so the ashes that, that they use to make that shape of a cross... Those ashes remind us that we're sinners, yeah. that we are constantly in need of grace. We are constantly in need of repentance. And they also remind us to stay humble mm. before the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't sit around in sackcloth and ashes and be prideful. Can't. There's um, no way. Yeah. So, in fact, a lot of times as as uh, someone is is making that cross sign on the forehead, they'll, you'll say, we are dust and to dust we will return. So it just reminds us to be humble before the Lord. That's good. So, and, and you know that, so that sign and making it a visible sign, um, back in very, very early Christianity, um, the, uh, the pastor or priest or whatever verbiage we call it, the, the spiritual leader would make the invisible sign of, of the cross, just, mm. just cross, um, and, and say, this symbolizes that you are a believer. It, it was like a, a tattoo. Culturally, back then in Roman culture, people would have tattoos that symbolized what their occupation was. Mm. So this was a, an invisible tattoo, an invisible reminder that your occupation is a follow, you're a follower of Jesus. Wow. So everything you do to, to keep that before you. Wow. And then the ashes uh, just made that uh, kind of like a temporary tattoo, but it made it visible to everyone hmm. uh, in the community. 
Mm. And a permanent symbol if you if you do it wrong. If you, right. If you use you, the, the water and ashes <laughs> and the lime. It is. Yeah, you get a scar. I love it. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking here as well, um, you know, just for, for those unfamiliar uh, with Lent or maybe, uh, again, outside looking in, thinking... I thought I thought Lent was only for Catholics. Like, isn't that just mainly uh, a Catholic thing uh, to participate in? And and maybe there's some disconnect there. And maybe somehow, some way uh, along the line, we began kind of thinking that. And maybe that's why maybe you and I, growing up in, in Baptist churches, didn't really participate, weren't active participants in, in Lent to to a certain degree, thinking, man, this is only for Catholics. What what would you say to someone who would who would ask? I, I thought I thought uh, Lent was only for Catholics. Yeah, I think it would be, if that were true, then it would be <laughs> equally true that Christmas is only for Catholics. Yeah, right, right. Because Christmas is another season in the Christian year. Right. Or you know, observing. Uh, the birth of Christ, the coming of the Holy Spirit, uh, remembering any of those spiritually significant Kairos moments would only be for Catholics mm. in that case. Yeah. So that's not true. You know, the uh, the seasons of the Christian year, whether it's Christmas or Lent or Advent or Pentecost, those belong to all Christians. Mm. So whether whether they're Catholic Christians or Protestant Christians, Lutheran, you know, Methodist, Orthodox, Messianic Jews. Um, if you are a follower of Christ, then then those seasons belong to you. Mm-hmm. The different denominations—Catholics, Protestants, you know, Orthodox, whatever—we we all observe those seasons to some degree mm. or another. Um, it's it's just it's our method of observance mm. is is what is different yeah. and the emphasis that we place on it. Yeah, you know, Baptists don't put uh, the same emphasis on Lent necessarily that stereotypically Catholics do. Sure. Um, but, you know, it, that also varies from church to church, yeah. uh, whether whether Catholic or, or Protestant. Mm-hmm. Good. But yeah, those, that I like to say, you know, we we also worship using the English language mm. here in America. That's good. Just like Catholics. So I think there's a lot of similarities there. No, that's good. That's that we good. we don't need to be afraid of. I saw a really good tweet this week, and it's always good to be reminded of this. I think sometimes we get in our little, um, what I would call, Baptist bubble uh, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. It's always good to get that popped every now and then. And uh, <laughs> But the tweet was, there's going to be a lot of Christians that get to heaven and see all the different denominations represented, and it's going to be just one of those... Holy smokes, you know, type type moment, and absolutely. Uh, absolutely, absolutely crucial. That's uh, fantastic on that. So let's get maybe to application uh, for us, and and specifically for our people uh, watching this um, uh, this application. What what purpose uh, does this season fulfill for us as believers in Christ? Uh, first and foremost, what what are we to uh, anticipate? What are we to prepare for? What what purpose, uh, I guess, uh, should we should we hold on to, grab grab towards as we're kind of working through uh, this season? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, any of the seasons in the Christian year, in its entirety, it's it's a it's a tool for discipleship, hmm. uh, and it, it's a spiritual discipline. Uh, and Lent specifically helps us to prepare for Easter, that ultimate ultimate Kairos event, yeah. you know, the resurrection of Jesus. Um, it, it allows us to grow in our faith, to grow in our Christ-likeness. Again, as Pastor Heath has been leading us, um, discipline um, and growing in faith and growing in love and growing to be more godly. Um, and, you know, and then Lent helps us to center our focus on, on the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, and then finally, one of the really neat things that I love the most about 
um, emphasizing these seasons in the Christian year is that it helps me to remember that I'm also joining with other believers, not mm -hmm. just my church mm -hmm. family here yeah. in Waterloo, yeah. but with other believers across our nation, across the globe, um, and also throughout history for centuries before us and however many years are after us until Christ returns. Mm -hmm. We are all focusing and reflecting on the same aspects of the same God at the same time. Mm, that's good. Oh man, and and to be part a part of this global unified moment in time where we're all anticipating um, yeah, again the uh, as we as we did with Advent the coming of Jesus, but but now as we're as we're anticipating the the, the Easter story and all that that entails of the crucifixion and, and death and resurrection of, of Jesus, what what a, what a cool thing to be a part of on a global scale, and then and then also uh, uh, this universal, but but also for for eternity scale type deal, those that have worshipped uh, and have known Jesus before us and those that will, will know and, and believe in Jesus after us. What, what an incredible thing to, uh, to be a part of. Um, yeah, it, you know, this faith isn't just mine. Yeah. And it isn't just ours at Waterloo or ours as Southern Baptist or ours uh, people alive in the year 2021. That's a good this word. This is a, a global and, and timeless faith in mm, Christ. Fantastic, fantastic word. Well, last question, unless you guys um, want to uh, comment below, ask another question, we'll, we'll kind of move on. Uh, but last question for, for you, Ron, what, what's kind of our role? Um, how, how can we apply uh, the discipline of this season to our lives uh, as, we, as we anticipate? I think that's been kind of my, maybe my buzzword a little bit here today, like as we anticipate Easter for these, for these next some odd 30-something um, days at this point. Um, what, what, what role, what is, what is our role that we can kind of play as, as individuals uh, in our church? Mm -hmm. Well, I think first of all, we just need to remain mindful of the need for discipline yeah. in our lives as we grow and as we walk in our faith. Um, this time of, you know, every day uh, is, a, is a day in which we should be disciplined to grow in Christ mm -hmm. and to spend time in the Word and pray, with, with our, pray to our Father and, and listen to Him. Um, but this Lenten season especially helps us to focus on that. You know, historically, Lent has meant giving up something, so fasting, yeah. um, give, being more charitable, giving alms, mm. um, and, and spending more and more, even more than usual, focused time in prayer. Mm. Um, all of that was to, to just completely immerse us in, in the truth That's of the good. gospel. Yeah. Um, and so I think if we just remember that as human creatures, we need discipline mm. in order to grow, um, that, that's the first thing. We also need to remember that it's the Holy Spirit that does all the changing in us. Mm. The Holy Spirit that molds us and makes us more Christ-like. There's not a list of steps and there's not enough things we can do, prayers we can pray, yeah. alms to give, or, or scripture, you know, quiet times we can have that will magically um, or automatically make us godly. Yeah, it's yeah. the Holy Spirit that does that work. Mm. But we have to open ourselves up to allow the Spirit to work. And these spiritual disciplines are ways in which we open up avenues for the Holy Spirit to work in us and to form us. So whether it's praying or reading the Scripture, worshiping mm. together corporately, worshiping the Lord privately, um, the uh, or, or observing the Christian year, they're all the practical things um, that help us to offer our heart and our mind uh, to the Holy Spirit. Mm. 
Fantastic, fantastic. And if you heard our, our, our sermon yesterday from Pastor Heath, it's one of those one of those levels, one of those steps down the path of being established in your faith and 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 disciplined during seasons like this as we as we focus our role upon how do I how do I discipline um, and, and and achieve something or get to a point where where Christ needs me to to be right? How, how do I not necessarily better myself, but what are some areas in my life that I need to give up so that I can give more to as you said more. Uh, of my time or resources or, or gifts or, or whatever whatever that may be. So friends, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Ron, thank you so much for your academia and uh, <laughs> soon to be soon to be Dr. Ron McGee uh, oh, coming man. up pretty quick. You guys still be praying for some of those things. That's awesome. And uh, I know you benefited uh, from this as, as I did. Uh, so let us know how we can uh, continue to pray for you and help you. Uh, let us know if you have any questions about Waterloo Road Baptist Church. Um, we truly believe that God's doing a great work right now in our church, and and um, and as we're seeing so many people just uh, to come to us, but but also an opportunities that we're receiving and hearing about on a daily basis uh, for gospel conversations to happen. Uh, we're praying for you that you would continue that this week, and maybe even today, God will put somebody in your life that you need to speak the truth of the gospel to uh, during this season. Well, friends, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, if not, we'll, uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Well, thanks again for listening to the Waterloo Weekly Podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us today. If there's any way that we can bless you or pray for you, if there's any needs that we can meet, you can send an email to info at waterlooroad.org. One of our pastoral staff members will be right on top of any situation out there. Thank you and be blessed.